Are you ready for this? Your boys are back. Show dog. It's WrestleMania 15. <laughs> Main event, The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Gola. Whitey, again, that motherfucker just hit a third. Suck my dick, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, holy fuck, that guy hit some tanks, baby. And KG. It's, it's tough. As I, can, I, don't, I don't know. I don't even know. I'm sorry. I just got worked up about Girardi. I fucking hate the guy. <laughs> Bringing you hot take after hot take. It's BDB. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. We missed you on our last episode, but we're back today for some more. Um, we're definitely going to be talking Celtics heat. Um, what we thought of that matchup game seven and maybe get it. Well, we're definitely going to get into some golden state versus Celtics NBA finals predictions. Um, we got fantasy baseball. We're going to touch up on just a little bit. I know it bores some of you guys, um, maybe a little MLB. The match is on right now. Um, Tommy Pham versus Jock Peterson. If you haven't been following that, it's friggin' hilarious. Um, and then the last thing, um, Kevin and I, big fans of Survivor, just going to spend a few quick minutes on that as the season just wrapped up. So, But first, let's uh, let's just recap our uh, Memorial Day weekends. What's up, guys? Yeah. <laughs> I know. How that was your holiday? Was a, I, had to, I had to blow some dust off the old laptop here because I hadn't My touched God. it in so long. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Uh, weekend was good, man. We, uh, family and I went up north to uh, my my wife's family's camp uh, in northern Maine. So um, it rained. We got up there Thursday night. Rain Thursday night. Rain most of the day Friday. Most of the day Saturday. Um, pretty nice Sunday. But uh, yeah, no, it was good to uh, good to get up there for away for a few days. Um, Open the camp up a little bit and. Pretty much did, all we did most of the weekend was fight off the ter- pterodactyl-sized fucking mosquitoes. Brutal. I have never seen them so bad in my life up there. Just hellacious. H- I mean, it's just a, awful. Make or break a weekend sometimes. Uh, I mean, yeah. Especially, I, I know that like usually when it rains and then it like is muggy the next day, they even come back way worse. So No, it was awful. Um, but it's good though, because we're, uh, like I said, we come back on Monday and we'll be heading back up there in like four weeks for about 10 days. So 4th uh, of July week. Yeah. Heading up there. It's usually a week we head up there. We'll go up there. I think we're going to go up on June 30th and then we'll be coming home, uh, like July 10th. Nice. Nice little stretch there. Wow. That is a nice stretch. I feel like sometimes you almost... You almost have to do that. It's such a decent drive, you know. It's a pretty good trip. Yeah, it's and that's like we. So we went up on. Um, I took Friday off. Lid. It was funny. So we. Lid was gonna work from because she can work from home. That's what she's doing now. So she was like, "Oh, I'll bring my work stuff up. You take the day off Friday, and I'll just work from from camp on Saturday. It's gonna rain anyway. No big deal." So I'm like, "Yeah, that's perfect. Sounds great." So we're like getting on 95. We get to like almost the Augusta Civic Center, and she goes she's like oh my god i'm like i thought like something bad happened to somebody i'm like what's the matter she goes i forgot my work laptop but i'm like oh, well if we're i'm not yep. I'm, i'll turn around 
but I'm not turning around and coming. We'll leave in the morning. I'm not doing yep. this. But, yeah. So she just said, she just said, fuck it. I'm not going to work. <laughs> fuck but, it. But uh, yeah, you almost have to, you know, it's, it's, it's a good three, three and a half hours. So we try to at least go up for a long weekend and uh, try to make it four days if we can. But yep. Yep. Saw show dog up at the, uh, up at Worthley. Yep. We had a, nice we had a good weekend. weekend. Yeah. We did uh, definitely some uh, cooking on the grills. Um, we were on the boat all day Monday. Probably spent about a good five, six hours on the boat. Um, you can't beat it. So I, I love the long weekend. Um, we were also up to camp too. So Did you drink any uh, of the sponsor beers? Oh, I had plenty of Natty Light. I had those on Sunday. Uh, my, my dad had some kind of party. Um, it was fun. Um, there was a lot of people, but... I've realized that a lot of people around the pond have gotten a little bit older. So, um, but it was fun. I did have a lot of natty lights. Uh, me and Drew were just absolutely, I mean, they, we were putting them down. I mean, they were going fast. Um, and then we got into like some storytelling. One of the guys around the pond, I guess he uh, actually, Carrie uh, Merrill, you ever talked to him? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. the stories. I've never been with these stories. Um, I wish like almost like good enough to have a guest. Like he was talking about Alaska and like mm-hmm. how his parents are gold. Uh, they, they ran like a gold farm and he had like gold chunks and then he showed us and they were like the heaviest thing I've ever felt in my life. It was unbelievable. Anyways, he's, it just made for like the beers just went down so much faster. Listening. He's got a great main accent. I feel like too. Oh he's my God. A, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, we were at the pond there on Monday. That was nice. Um, you know, it's kind of funny is I've I've lived at this house now for four years, and I just bought a weed whacker for the first time this weekend. And I've never <laughs> weed whacked my. Mm-hmm. I've got a few trees in the yard too, but it's funny. It's the first time I've ever done it. But yeah, I got the lawn looking nice for Memorial Day weekend, and uh, nice. went up to the pond, saw Shory very quickly. Yep. Didn't just you know didn't really line up, but now that was a beautiful day up there. So. Must say I got a couple rounds at Oakdale in. It might be the best shape of any course I've played this year. Oh, shit. It I was put, so incredible I, shape. Better than Willowdale? I, I feel like Willowdale was pretty was, good. The greens were the best greens I've ever played. I mean, I've played on this year. Um, I was going to say, but, sorry, I played it three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, in one of those little scrambles we have after work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it was in very good shape for the time of year. The oh greens were great. Um, obviously there's some wet spots, but there's wet spots in the middle of August at Oakdale, but, yeah. uh, no, it was, uh, listen, I, I mean, we're, I'm a little biased. I always like playing Oakdale, but they normally do a really good fucking job keeping that course looking pretty good, uh, every year. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I can't imagine they have an overly big budget in order to do that, but they, 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 they keep that place, uh, looking good. Like Sherry and I just uh, last week played Freeport Country Club and like comparing just like the town of Freeport, just the, you know, the stigma of Rumford compared to Freeport, you would Mm -hmm. think Freeport Country Club would just absolutely blow it. And Freeport Country Club is like an absolute dive. (laughs) We walked in and I was like, hey, did I pay for my card? He's like, sure, (laughs) sure. And throws me a key, and I'm like, Kev, you must have paid for the cart. And when we went back, they were close. Like he just locked, closed the door. Like I just leave the cart right there. It was like I don't know what to do. Um, maybe next time I'll do, get a buck. Do you guys maybe think, I won't. Maybe I got a free cart. Do you think a lot of that has to do with the fact that there's like so many other options in Southern Maine, like of courses that are actually like nice, and that like people just don't give a shit about it. Whereas in like Oakdale, like it's like a 
I, you know, it's a local community course. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. you're going to travel a half hour, 45 minutes to get to like a legit 18 hole course. So I think it's um, the location, like the location more than anything. Like you can be on the furthest hole away from 295 and you still hear 295 at Freeport. Yeah. I like, there's so many nice places, like spots in Freeport, the town. And like, I feel like they picked the worst possible spot to put it, especially since golfers love it to be absolute quiet when they're hitting a golf ball. I don't, I don't really care about that. It doesn't really bother me if people are talking and whatnot, but the, it's a loud course for the, the amount of traffic that's on 295. Have, I mean, I know for goal, you've played a lot more golf than me, but Freeport was one of the weirdest courses we've been, I've ever been to. Like they had like fairways, like crossing each other. They mm-hmm. had a fairway where you hit the ball probably, I don't know, 200 yards and then you could choose the easy green or the hard green <laughs> one course. Yeah. But the kicker is, halfway up the fairway is the like in the middle of the fairway is a tee box for the next hole so they have to hide behind a tree while you tee off yep it was no, unreal the, the, the weirdest one i played they, they don't crisscross um whole like fairways and shit like that but hebron pines just up the road for me it's like 15 minutes it's like basically an open field there's like maybe two holes or three that there's like somewhat trees around but you're teeing off like i think i'm trying to think what hole it is like four you tee off on four and like if you hit it far enough left you're gonna go two fairways over far enough right the same way so it's like you're just dodging well i i feel like you could be potentially dodging golf balls there like on a regular fucking basis um so that was that's a little wonky but it's um it's 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 the golf course is called the Hebron Pines RV and golf course. So I love it. Wow. And I'll tell you what, they actually do a pretty good job keeping up with that place. So shout out Hebron Pines. It's a nice little track. If in Freeport, if you weren't on the fairway, it wasn't like if like you could be three feet off the fairway in the rough and you could like drive up to your ball where you knew it was. Couldn't see it. The you had to get out and start hacking. Thick. And I mean, US I use like rough. the girly bright orange balls just so i could see them and we i lost a few just i knew they were like right there but i couldn't find them like I, you just couldn't find them the fucking u.s open rough at freeport country club unbelievable yeah it was it was it was nuts um and then all right so i'm gonna get into a little bit of golf um old we went to oakdale we teed off um eight in the morning um what happened is is these guys that always i guess tee off at eight in the morning well, they oh, were waiting yeah, the on one guy. So we were like, fuck it. We're going up first. We go up first. And I swear to God, these guys were just driving up our ass. Like, no, they mad that we were in the middle of, like, the three guy, three groups that always go first. Yep. It's kind of bullshit. Like, I understand their members, and I, but they do it every morning. If you get in front of them, they, they, the, that same group of guys, they act like they own the fucking place. I understand their members. I understand a lot of them on the board. But at the end of the day, like, these local golf courses, like especially in like nine hole munis like Oakdale, you make your money on pay like people that are non members playing, but they could give two flying fucks about them. They they yeah. uh, it it's always been that way up to Oakdale. It's been that way for years. The the guys at tee off the gangbusters or whatever they call it in the yes, morning. Yes, it is gangbusters. They think mm-hmm. they think that I, it doesn't matter. Like they, they tee off it, and they, I don't know if you ever noticed it. Like I've been up there for scrambles before, at 
And the scrambles a lot of times don't start till 10, 10.30 in the morning because them guys need to go off in the morning, play their fucking yep. 18 holes, and then they let a lot of the scrambles, which I, I don't know. Listen, I get it. They're members. They've been there forever, but I think it's, I think it's kind of bullshit the way they um, go about things up there. And then they, but it's been that way for as long as I can remember. And I've been playing golf with Oakdale for many fucking years. You just avoid those like, guys. You, need to relax. You just av- mm-hmm. they need to relax. Like just have a, have a good time, especially on the weekend, you know, have some people there. Like you're not going to see us people showing up on fucking Monday well, or remember, Tuesday. It's going to be a weekend. Like that's, what's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. Like loosen up. Hey, what's going on? How you hitting them today? Like chill the fuck out. Well, no, a lot of them, no. And the thing that pisses, the thing that pisses you out, pisses you off about it too, is most of them are they're all retired, right? So they have nothing else to do yeah, like during the fucking exactly. day. Whatever. I got one more question. Now, see, I'm new to golf. I'm bringing up all these, That's all right. these topics. All right. One more thing. All right. How early is too early to have your first drink? Um, going into golf. Like, if you get there at eight, are you like, all right, I can actually have a bloody real quick. Um, and then tee off, get it loose a little bit, or are you like, let's play the nine, come back, I'll grab one no, of the club. No, 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 no. So I think you're good to, if you're teeing off, I think it's appropriate to bloody, bloody Mary first thing. Mm. I think if you go, like, if you get up there at eight o'clock in the morning and you're like, can I get a rum and coke? I think you're kind of a fucking psychopath. But I think you get it, no, you go in bloody Mary, eight o'clock, follow it up with a few beers or another bloody. You're good. I think it all depends on what you just decide to drink first. Uh, my take on that is that say if it was just like us three and we just randomly said like, hey, let's go play golf at eight in the morning on some random weekend. I think eight's too early personally. But I think that if us three plus one of the person were playing in a tournament and it started at eight, I'd be like, let's fucking start drinking. I don't know why my brain thinks it's different. but yeah. Well, what time? I was going to say, because what time was it when we played none such? What time was the first tea time? Uh, it had to have been around. 930, nine thirty, maybe. So I I got a bloody mary when we, as soon as we got there, and so let's say it was nine o'clock. Yeah. So I think it's appropriate. Like I said, it all depends what it is. If you're slugging rum and cokes at fucking eight, mm-hmm. maybe you got to rethink things. But yeah. That's just my opinion. <laughs> shout out Rye, who I went with. Ryan, uh, I'll just say Rye, little uh, Jack, Jack and Coke, right off to start the morning. Nice. That isn't a. Ag- I think that's aggressive. Uh, I mean, hey. I I didn't dare to, because I didn't know where the day was gonna go. But I I was like, hey, did you guys play? That, that loosens you up. I did not. Stairs yeah. plays twenty seven yeah. every day. Wow. So um, I think they they did. Um, but I left after nine because, um, I don't know. We had we had just stuff going up at the camp, so I wanted to play nine, and I played eighteen between Sunday and Monday. <clears throat> There you go. Um, all right, we'll talk uh, Celtics versus Heat game seven. Well, we could. T- I don't think game six happened. We didn't talk after game six, um, the Jimmy Butler show, and then game seven, almost the Jimmy Butler show, mm-hmm. uh, but an actual good game. Like it was, I thought it was a good game. I don't know what you guys think. I uh I, I think this has been like my mo for this whole series. The whole series is that I, um because usually every game sucked is that I would basically not watch the entire first half, <laughs> and then I would usually pick it up for the third quarter, and then I'd, I'd probably watch it for like ten minutes because it was always a blowout. But game seven was a great game, and I watched basically the entire second half of it. Um, 
I don't know. I, as a, someone who doesn't have a dog in the fight, it was great. It was a great game seven to watch because like it seemed like the Celtics had in the bag. And then like the NBA is just known for this where no team is ever out of a game. It seems like, and the Heat just put on a flurry in the final three minutes of that game and made it super exciting. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think I think the best team from the East is in the finals. So, yeah, I the the Celtics guy had control of that game right from the jump. It seemed like, and then it was just kind of one of those things. The last three minutes, to me, they they started to play timid. They started to play like very conservative. Um. To the point where it just was like things just started to unravel. And as Butler came down when when they were down by two, and he's got like Horford in front of him, I'm thinking to myself, as soon as he pulled up, I was convinced he was making that shot. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and I almost started like, as he was dribbling the ball to court, I almost started to like laugh to myself. Like, this is a comically bad, like, choke Mm -hmm. job. Like, Mm -hmm. and then... He missed it, obviously. Horford, I think Horford come down with the rebound, and then you know the rest is history. But um, I think in, on that play in particular, I think Butler. I know he's kind of going for a dagger, but the way they've been calling the game and the way Butler was getting to the line and shit, I I don't know why he didn't attack Al and try to get him get him to the rim, um, take it to the rack and score that way. But because it's not like three pointers, or it's like Butler. That's not his game. Um, so I just, I, I don't know. I think it was a bad shot selection, but with that being said, I was a hundred percent convinced it was going in before Shuri socks real quick. I just want to say Butler played every single second of yes, the game. And awesome. I think, I think he, I, I don't know if this goes through his mind, but I think he took that three saying like, I can't play another five minutes in overtime. I agree. And I, a lot of things that I've listened to the, they're like these, the fucking heat were gassed. Yeah. They're like, and I think Butler in particular, like you said, G, he was just like this, I got to end this now. Yeah. I can't fucking do this anymore. Yeah, no doubt. I thought he went kill shot, which mm-hmm. I would be a okay with if I was a Miami fan. If I feel like if you watched that game without a score, like you just didn't know the score, you would think the Celtics won by twenty. I thought they were much better the entire game and then just Yeah. Oh my god, took like three years away from my life in the final three minutes. I was like literally having a heart attack. Um Marcus Smart, what the fuck were you dude the, the final three minutes he was over five. Yeah, he had a rough what rough. are you doing what are you and the doing thing is, oh, but with that being said he was 0 for 5 and i like don't, it was awful but i don't remember one shot being particularly bad no like i feel like, like every yeah, shot they were all open like 15 they were all open the shot clock on a couple of them it's like no i agree holy uh, crap like they're leaving you open for a reason like if, even if we get the ball back to tatum and he drives they're gonna double him and he's still gonna be able to kick it to you but at least there'll be like three seconds on the shot clock yeah um, but his no. misses were so bad that they led to transition, and that's where Miami kills you is transition, right? So uh, I just didn't, I just didn't understand the shots. But um, you know what? At the, I was like, I was rattled even after a win, and I had to like tell myself like, wait a second, we won, relax. Um, Who? And Who? Who won? we, I, oh, okay. key, we won, <laughs> um, we pulled it out. <laughs> um, fucking guy. <laughs> And well, it, what an absolute loser you are for saying that. Thanks for picking it up on a goal. I was looking at something. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I, I was waiting for you, and I was like looking at Kevin, like, what's he going to do? I was thinking about it today, and I was like, I definitely got to read, like, say this as we. But um, I just, I just think that this Celtics team is is good, and I think that maybe enough, if they can get enough rest, I feel good going into Golden State as well. But um, 
if I had to like touch back on the Miami series, I just think if you play and you don't have that killer instinct versus uh, Golden State, like you didn't against Miami, you're gonna pay for it. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Real, real quick before if we, I know we're gonna move on to preview the the finals here in a second, but um, what did you guys think of the? three that they took back took away from Miami when they said Strauss stepped on the end line uh sideline I they, I thought he stepped on the out of bounds line but I thought it's a fucking bananas that you can go three minutes later and take it back like that is awful like the NBA that is you can't. well and it's it's similar to and I, I I hate it too but it's similar to the um, NHL yeah I know and it's on all sides like you could have so a team cool. could be in the zone for like three and a half minutes they score a goal and they can go back three and a half minutes and be like, oh, he was offside, no goal. It's fucking dumb. It was such Fuck. a big swing. Like, it was, it had to have crushed them, like, mentally because the Celtics were on the line. I think it was, like, smart, maybe. And, or oh, it was Rob Williams. I remember it. And Rob Williams made two free throws. And I was, like, shocked. And then they announced it. And then they, so it was a five point free throws. It was like, mm-hmm. holy yeah. shit, that was a huge turnaround. I'm, I'm pretty sure the rule is because the Celtics didn't challenge it. And so, since no one challenged it, the referees can't review if he stepped out of bounds. They were reviewing to see if it was whether a two or a three, which it wasn't even close to being a two or a three, clearly. Um, and then while they were reviewing to see if it was a two or three, they're like, oh, shit, he stepped out of bounds. Let's take it away. So yeah, it's, it's that's, very that, weird. I didn't, like, wasn't even, like, didn't even know what the hell was going on. Like, I was like... Because it was, like, during foul shots and, like, the break in the action. I'm, like, looking at my phone, like, whatever. And I look up, and they're, like, they said something about taking a three-point away. I'm, like, I don't even remember, like, seeing one that was. Yeah, it was, like, a while. Being in a situation, like, that made you even think about it. Um, Now, obviously, you know, you can say, and I'm not saying you guys are, anybody is. But you could, I think if, even if the three stood, I think the game doesn't play out. Yeah, uh, the game's yeah. gonna play out differently from that point. Yeah. It's yeah. not like you can say, "Oh well, if they they didn't take that three away, Miami wins that game by one because they don't need mm-hmm. that Butler." You know, yeah. I, it's not that simple. I think everything plays out differently, but um, yeah, you, Troy, piggy, I, I was gonna say I, I kind of piggyback piggybacking off your point about the Celtics and the killer instinct. I think if Butler got more consistent help this series, the Celtics lose the series. Maybe if Hero doesn't get hurt. Yeah, Kyle Miami Lowry was, was like, definitely missing a second. Kyle Lowry, by the way, has to be the worst. Like, I know people get on like Tatum and Smart for like Tatum for bitching and Smart for flopping. That Kyle Lowry was that was not basketball. Like the NBA, that's mm-hmm. an issue. Like I get it, um, but Marcus Smart is at least banging and, and flopping. Kyle Lowry's like dribbling and falling down. It's yeah, that's an issue that the NBA has to address. Like like the James Harden, like they've made rules to take away non basketball issues like james harden was doing things that were illegal like like literally illegal and they were like okay wait you can't just like up fake and then like sprint into a guy and try to get a foul that's not a foul you can't just take three uh step backs and not call a travel that's a travel they've addressed that issue but the kyle lowry thing if people start doing that man it, it's you have got to address that as an nba nba like you have you can't have guys just like going up for shots and like acting like they got shot and then bitching about it mm-hmm that's disgusting to watch. It was like awful. Yeah. It's pretty bad. So uh Tatum wins uh first time I've ever called it, the Larry Bird trophy for the uh best player of the finals there. 
Um, they would never give it to a losing team, but do you think Butler was the best player in the series? Yes. No. He had the best two games, like the final two games, but he wasn't a complete series now. You think Tatum had a better series, even though Tatum yeah. had a couple? Tatum had two duds in the series. Yeah. Which is common. Been common I, I, I think that I think if you like, if you just look at like points, it's not going to be. But Tatum's last game right there, like eight assists, ten rebounds. Like, I'll, I'll give you. I, I I've been on Tatum's fucking ass all this whole playoffs, and he hit two monster shots at the, like the closing minutes of that game. That three pointer on the like the near side yeah, the where the camera side. was. And that one that was out of bounds, like shot clock is on like 2.2. With the footwork, that footwork was just like legit. Maybe want to cream my jeans watching him on that spin move and that like fall away was just fucking incredible. Um, no, Tatum, I think Tatum made every single play he needed to um, towards the end of that game. I, I do think that um, it was probably his best overall game of the series, I think, in game seven. Um, you just hopefully he continues to uh, build off of it and doesn't have any duds against Golden State. Um, what do you guys think of the whole thing with him and the Colby armband and texting Colby and then posting it and all that stuff? Love it. I just feel like that's what guys do nowadays. Yeah, I think I think the like... only thing for me, like I, I think it's cool, like the armband thing. I think it's like. I have no issue. I think it's cool that like he texted him. I do think that him posting it, he's kind of making it more about himself than the whole situation. Like he wanted to, I, I don't know. I think it's just a little, I don't think it's weird that he texted Kobe and said, I got you tonight or whatever it was, something along those lines. I think it's weird that he did it and then like posted it on social media for everybody to see. Like if, if it was really kind of about like this connection or something you have or you had with that individual, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a huge problem with it, but I do think it's a little bit weird to post it and show everybody. Did, um, it, the, the armband he wore too, wasn't it purple and gold? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the one. They gave it out to every player. Um, they got a 24 and an 8 when Kobe passed away. Um, they did like a Kobe day and they gave out every player in the NBA so one. Does he get fined at all for wearing like, uh, some of that's not you know, good colors? I don't know if that is, if that's how it works. I, I feel like the NBA probably wouldn't because the NBA is just way cooler. Yeah. And did he just sign a max contract? Yeah. I'm, no, I'm sure he can afford anything. No, I know. I'm just saying. No, like, I know, but I'm just yeah. being stupid. You know, if like the if the NFL, somebody did right. the NFL. Right, they, the NFL would spend. Easily, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Celtics NFL played the first three games without Jason Tatum. He wore gold and purple. I, I don't mind the Tatum thing. I, I think like it's pretty well known that Tatum and Kobe were pretty close, like where Kobe like helped him like with training and stuff like that. So if it was just some like schmuck that was doing this and I'd probably call him out more on it, but I think they get a history together. So yeah, I don't hate it. Yeah. I, I, I uh, and then, you know, I, and I just want to like touch base, like Miami absolutely like they blitz the shit out of Tatum every time that he yeah. put the ball on the floor. It's two guys. So for him to even have like 28 and like, it's pretty impressive. I felt like he could have had way more assists too. If guys like that weren't stars were knocking down triples. Um, but I, I just thought the way he played and like, just like let the game come to him and, and like, yeah, he wasn't putting up monster points like he can any game seven. Like you would think like if he wanted to do like, you know, a tribute to, to Kobe, he would have like tried to score more, but he just like played in the rhythm of the game and just like did what, was best for his team <clears throat> and he defended well he he was actually on jimmy yeah. butler that game um 
and and played him pretty well. So mm-hmm. I, I was I was uh, you know I I really think like if you start they were like on WBI I was listening today and they were talking about like where guys were when they won their first championship as the leader of the team like like Kobe probably wasn't the leader of the team in his first three or was it three when he won with Shaq. Yeah. Um. It was probably Shaq, and Shaq was closer to 30. And then you look at like almost any superstar, um, they're closer to 30 than they are closer to 20. Um, and that's you know if Tatum can pull this off, he's probably one of the only guys that are closer to 20, um, to win one. So that's a long way away, but it just shows where he is in his career. Yeah. What an absolute mistake by the Sixers, huh? Oh my God. <laughs> Faults. And the Lakers, really. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that Danny Ainge would have traded it if he would have known that. The, like, I think he knew for a fact that Philly was taking Fultz, and I think he knew for a fact that the like, so he, Lakers, he wouldn't yeah. have done it if because he was going to take Jason Tatum. So, like, it made sense for him to move back to three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, if I, but still, Markel Fultz, man, come on, what a what a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, that looks bad. Be kicking themselves on that even one. even the mm-hmm. Ben Simmons over. Jalen Brown right now is looking awful. Well, I if it popped up today, the the whole Paul Pierce Garnett trade to the Nets and like what the Celtics got back in it and like that ended up being Brown and Tatum those picks. So um, yeah, I I also I'm yeah. sure you guys didn't see this, but they, on WEI today they had uh, Wick. Um, oh, I can't think of the owner's last name. Grossback. Grossback on. Gross. on yeah, they had him on WEI um, on the Greg Hill show, and they were pretty much like, "How much do you tri- tribute to?" And like, uh, I mean, I mean, and, and Brad and and uh, Danny Ainge, and he was like, "I mean, Danny's gone." It was like we we kicked Danny out of our fucking locker room last last series, and I was like, "Wow, that's." Uh, so from what I've heard or what they were saying is that Danny's like taking credit for this team. And they're like, no, we got rid of half of our team at the trade deadline. Literally half their yeah. team was gone. And they were like, we, we fucking, yeah, you got us a couple of superstars, but we'd like put this whole roster around him, which I thought was interesting. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the three main cogs of that light uh, in that, on that Celtics team though, were drafted by inch. So he's got to have, yeah, no, 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 he definitely I does, mean, but you've got to put right guys in the right position. No, and I, then no, he I, also I said you. that, um, Amy was like, we went through like who we were going to hire as a coach. And he's like, once I interviewed him, yeah, like I wasn't going to let him go. Like he was my guy. Like that's who well, I, I know Brad's here. He's making decisions, but I was not letting this guy out of my locker room. Well, and really at the end of the day, I mean, I, I, I think there's, I, maybe it's not, but I feel like most of the time, I mean, the owner has to sign off on yeah. any of the coaches. Right. I mean, yeah. I would think maybe, yeah, maybe, but it don't. sounded like more even so that he was like hiring him. Like this is, yeah. Brad, this is your well, role. Who was this it? is your role. This is who did uh, who did he may come out and say was it like there was three teams that he interviewed with yeah. and passed on him, right? It was like I can't Portland, I know the only one I remember Detroit, was Indiana. And one other one. Uh, Oklahoma Indiana. City. They all passed on him. I thought it was Indiana, but it doesn't matter. Uh, might have been. I know Detroit was one of them. But um I if if I had to like say there was one guy that turned this around. I would say, obviously, I mean, I think Tatum, the way he's played has changed, but that doesn't happen unless you have Udoka. And I think that him, like, barking at these fucking guys up and down and, like, not giving in, where, like, if something bad happened with Tatum and Brad Stevens called a timeout, he would, like, just go back and talk to his coaches and then come up to the huddle and talk to him. Where, like, if something bad happens with Tatum, like, Udoka meets him at half court and is, like, up, 
trying to go up one side of him and down the other side of him. Yeah. And then lets him go to the bench and then goes back to him again and is like, get your head out of your fucking ass. Well, let, 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 let's, let's be honest here. If if Brad Stevens come out, walked out, walked at you, was talking to you like sternly or yelling at you, you're not going to be scared of him. Right. A doke is a unit, dude. That is a big motherfucker. <laughs> he he starts screaming unit. at me and be like, point. yeah, okay, dude, what, yeah, whatever you need me to do. Yeah. Like, it, it's like a feeling that if, like, they asked him to go out there and offend, I think he'd do just as good as some of the guys, so. Dude, he's um, got what he does. When he's, like, snarling at those guys when they're coming off the court, like, he's, yeah. like, a legit intimidating man. Yep. I my, my only knock on him was that he didn't get after referees enough, but I think that he's just trying to, like, I really think that he's trying to prove a point to his players. Like, we do not need to. Like, like just move on from fucking plays. Move on. Like, that happens. It's, it, like, literally start thinking about the next play. Um, and I think they're starting to feed off it. So we can uh, get into a little Golden State matchup. I think uh, I think this is going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome series. So um, we get the like the the young core of the Celtics versus the guys who have been there, done it, played hundreds of uh, mm-hmm. championship games, and. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes because one team's rested, one team's banged up. Um, it's going to be interesting. It, it, what's the stat on it? Like the Celtics have zero combined championship yeah. games, and then the Warriors have like 120 or something, 130 yeah. combined championship games. So that's a huge difference. Uh, yeah. I think the biggest thing, I mean, the, the big thing with the Celtics so far in the playoffs has been they haven't lost back-to-back games. That's obviously a great way to keep moving on. But I feel like the Celtics have been so good on the road this year. I feel like they haven't been good on home. I've been I've been harping on this whole home court advantage thing, home court advantage thing. I feel like it's finally gonna matter though. I feel like Golden State home court is always they they've been the best home court team over the last yeah. like you know I mean maybe because they have yeah. been the best team, but they 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 always protect home court it seems like. So I don't I don't know if the Celtics are finally gonna start playing better at home. Um, and it might have something to do with like these whole cross country trips they're gonna be doing. It's yeah, gonna be a lot different. So now I think there's like I don't I don't have the schedule up in front of me. There's two days rest now between games, right? Yeah, Where so they play Thursday one. night and yeah, they play Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, so they they, wow, they yeah they spread, rest. they spread it they they spread it out um, for this yeah. series. Um yeah, I know and I saw some people like kind of comparing this. It's like a weird and I don't I don't really want to go into it too much, but it was like how this is like people are saying it's somewhat similar to like in the early 90s when the when the Bulls started to beat the with the where they beat the Lakers in the was it nine the 92 finals, I think they beat the Lakers. Does that sound right? I don't want to say 91, but it might have been 92. 91. So they're saying like it's similar to like how you had like the dynasty of the Lakers in the like the 80s, and then you had the young up and coming Bulls, uh, kind of changing of the guard there going into the 90s. Whereas like the Warriors have been the whole the dynasty of the last you know 10 years. Um, and I don't think anybody's making a prediction that the Celtics are going to go in like three or four championships with this, but they say that it's somewhat similar. Um, but I know, I think the big thing with this series kind of going off what you said, Shory, is the Celtics can't have multiple letdown games because this series can be over fucking in a hurry if they do. That's the big thing is like, um, they, they can't have games where they turn the ball over 20 times a game. The Warriors will fucking kill them. Mm-hmm. They can't have, they, I just, you know, I, they can't do shit like they did at the end of game seven 
at the end in like crunch time against the Warriors because I think the Warriors, I don't know, it's just the experience factor. So I think it's going to be a, uh, a good series. I think the Celtics can, you know, provide some challenges for Golden State with the amount that they switch all the fucking time. Yeah. I think Smart and White and those guys are going to be chasing Curry and uh, pull Jordan Poole around. Um, so I think it's, it's going to be interesting, and I think the Celtics are going to have some mismatches um, on the defensive end. I think they're going to attack Poole because I think he's a fucking weak spot for him. But yeah, Steph too. I mean, then Steph's not a, a yeah. great defender, and Steph's been. You know, I watch Steph. I've never seen a guy like reach like stupid times more than Steph, and it's like, and you can't find a guy like. I mean, I love Steph Curry. He's my favorite player. Like. You know, my son was born. I bought his jersey for my son because I love him so much. But obviously that's going to be put in the closet and, and folded away. But <clears throat> I do think that the Celtics prevent, like, they bring a lot of problems with their length on Golden State. But it just comes down to shot making. Are you going to be able to make tough shots or not? And, and if they do, then no one beats Golden State. I, and I just think that's like any team. Like, that, you live and die by the three. And then the Celtics have to take care, like you said, I take care of the ball and take good shots because you, the golden state is so good at getting in transition, not just off steals, but off bad shots. Like a shot goes up they rebound and they're already at half court. It's incredible how fast yeah. they are. Um, so, you know, if you take good shots and you can get back and set your defense, um, I feel confident that the Celtics can play with these guys. Uh, like one thing that interests me is like defensive rating. I don't really know what goes into it, but Celtics are number one for the regular season and Warriors, which shocks me, is number two team. Yeah. So two best defensive teams uh, for the pl- regular season, uh, you know, in the championship. So uh, it surprises me with the Warriors. I feel like they've always been a team who just outscores you. But I guess this year they can actually like defend you. So I don't know if that's I, and I've I've read that um, last series against the Mavericks. Uh, they finally start. Teams finally started to attack Jordan Poole. I guess Jordan Poole is not the greatest defender in the world, and he wasn't getting as much playing time last last uh, series is because the Mavericks started to go at him every, all the time. And so I'm sure the Celtics already know this about him. And so I don't know if that's a way to get Poole off the court more. We'll see. And I was re- I was reading enough. Uh, there was an article in the Athletic today, and they were talking about how how detailed the Celtics are in their like film watching and their defensive like game plan, like down to the point where they have some defenders watching guys feet when they catch the ball. And depending on the foot position, they know whether to close hard on them or just play, like stay soft because if they, if the feet are a certain way, they're going to go for a jump shot. I mean, it's just down awesome. to like very finite details. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting series. I think. It's going to be critical to see where Rob Williams is because I feel like there was like a game two or three where he was dominant versus Miami. He was like playing out of his mind. And then he came, he took a game off and you were like, what the heck? And he just never really came back full health. And I wonder if that's just because he didn't get a break. And I also saw that Udoka like in the locker room after the game was like, you know, thanks and credit to guys playing extremely hurt like Rob Williams. And like his teammates were like going crazy for him. Uh, he also said Marcus Smart, and they were just like, yeah, Marcus. But I think it shows how hurt Rob actually is and if he can actually get rest. <clears throat> I mean, he's he's a difference maker. Like, if I, I oh. know that Golden State can absolutely make it rain from three, but if they're scared to bring it in the paint, 
then you can defend those threes better, right? I mean, that's just how it goes. And if you have, I think it's like the perfect matchup because they'll put Rob right on Draymond and they'll just be like, all right, do your thing, Draymond. You're not, we're not going to worry about you until you get in the paint. Um, and you just let Rob roam as a center fielder. And I think that would be great for the Celtics if he's healthy. If he's not, it's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah, like Rob. Celtics... I feel like Rob and Draymond are both those type players where you want them to just roam. I think yeah. those like that's when they are both at their best, which yeah. is kind of cool that they both each team has one of these guys. Right. Uh, I mean, I, the Celtics. The Celtics can definitely provides like cause some issues with Golden State if they do, you know if Williams is healthy and they go big, you know if they play him and Horford at the same time because. I mean, Draymond is an extremely undersized center if he's starting there. And I know yep. they've been playing Kevin Looney quite a bit. He's been playing well during the playoffs, but um, they can they can cause some problems with as far because I, I think one thing that Golden State did very effectively in in throughout the playoffs is they rebounded the hell out of the basketball. They always the they Celtics, rebound well. But I but I do think though if the Celtics are able to mm-hmm. run both Williams and Horford out there, it's going to cause some problems for Golden yeah. State on that on, on that aspect of it. It has they they have to be aggressive. Like it, it if if uh, Al's just standing out by the three point line and never getting in there and being physical, um, and just worrying about the defensive end, which I've seen, which I'm also okay with because like he's getting back on defense. Where you if you crash an offensive board, you're putting yourself in trouble yeah. on transition. So, but if if they have that small lineup, that the death lineup they call it, um. I think it'll be interesting because I don't think the Celtics adjust to that. I don't think that the Celtics come in there and put Al at the center and then uh, go four guards. I think that they're comfortable with putting Al on uh, Andrew Wiggins and saying, try to beat, try to beat Al. He's been moving his feet really well. He's physical. And, you know, on the defensive end, he's been a, a monster, really. Yeah, and I, in that in that athletic article I read, too, they were talking about Horford, and they kind of used that example in terms of him – Play, getting on the perimeter and playing guys. He did it against Giannis. He did it on Durant. He did it on Jimmy Butler on the series. And I want to say they said he was only letting up like 0. 0.74 yeah. points per possession, which was like an elite defender, like, you know, during the postseason. Obviously, mm. it's, a, you know, it's a fairly small sample size. But um, so, you know, it's it just tells you he's he's still able to, despite how fucking slow he looks all the time. I he, know. He can get up, he's got he some long ass arms, man. He did, dude. He's... um. It was so cool to see him. Like I, I feel like he went a little more nuts than everybody else did after it. But they said, "What did he play in 140 playoff games or yeah. 120 playoff games before making a finals appearance?" So it's it's a big deal for him. It was kind of cool to see him kind of celebrate, um, celebrate it. You guys got predictions? I uh, I do. I'll let you go first. I'll go first if you want. Sure. Um, so hey, did you write down the ones what we did against the Heat? No, why did I can't you? remember? I don't know. I know that Fagola picked them in six or seven, and I picked them in six or seven. I don't know who picked it in seven. I picked the Heat in seven because you wanted me to pick the Heat because you yeah, thought that, I, uh, everything I, I picked said, was wrong. So I picked it just for you, big guy. I said that Wednesday episode. I said I think Boston's gonna win the win it game five, and I said that I think they're gonna win game six. They didn't. Obviously. Okay, so I picked seven. Oh, so you you seven. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that the uh so this this playoffs Golden State is nine and zero at home. Um they have the huge discrepancy in experience playing being there. Um 
and I think at this point of the year, I think that rest is huge. I don't, I don't hold, I don't really buy into the whole like rust thing and like you're going to be rusty for the first game and all that stuff. So I, I think the Warriors are going to win the series and I think they just control home court. And I feel like the Celtics haven't been doing that. And I think the Warriors win this in five games. Um, I, (laughs) so I think if we see the Celtics, if they come out with a, like duds, like they've seemed to, or every game, every series they've come out and other than the net series, they beat the shit out of them. I I agree with Kev. I think the series could be over quickly. I think they figure it out. I feel like this team is somewhat resilient. Um, I don't know what it is. I think they're going to cause some issues for Golden State um, on the defensive end. I'm going to say the Celtics are going to they're going to take a game early in Golden State. I'm going to say the Celtics are going to win the series in six. I I thought that rest. I think both teams are getting rest. Like, and I also agree with you, Cap. Like, I don't think. If you come out and make your first shot, and I feel like the rust is like the rust series that that's gone on on your first shot if that goes in. Um, I think if you come out and miss your first six, then you get in the back of your head that you're thinking rust. Um, but if you make your first shot, I feel like you don't even that's out of the question. But I also feel like the Celtics are actually getting rest, like especially between games with two days is a huge difference. Um, because like if you look at the Eastern Conference Finals, it was you played, you traveled, you played, and like that. I, I just know when I like fly, like when I went to Vegas and I flew that one day and then I flew back, like it was like, holy fuck, I hate flying. Right. And it like takes a lot out of you. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think that extra day of rest in between games is huge. And then like the four days rest coming up to game one. I think the Celtics make a statement in game one. Um, I think they blow them out the right off the court. I think they win game two, game three, game four, Boston sweep. Um, <laughs> and I honestly truly believe that. Um I just think that they are better top to bottom. I think that the Warriors might be their biggest issue. And I just remember I've said this. I've never heard anyone say it. Everyone keeps telling me how, like, guys are coming back. Like, Iguodala is coming back. Gary Payton's coming back. None of those guys scare me. And those guys are going to take away minutes from your big guys. And I do think they're going to play. And I just think, like, okay, Iguodala is going to score six points a game. Like, unless it's the most critical six points a game, I'm not worried about it. And And if – uh, Gary Payton scores, you know, four points a game, unless it's the four biggest points of the game. I'm not worried about it. And I think those guys are going to eat up minutes, um, of other guys that you would want on the court all the time. So I do think the Celtics go in sweep. I get, let me ask you guys a question. Sure. I think I know your answer. Who's the best player in the series. You know, my answer. Right. Kev. Uh, I think that he has the glimpses of being the best player is easily Tatum, no doubt. Like if, if you give me like his pinnacle, it's easily Tatum. But I think on a night to night basis, I think just, I'd rather have Steph. I think he's just way more consistent still. And I just, I, I think that in the NBA, three pointers are just absolute daggers yeah. and there's no one better at doing those. They, they kill rallies. They start rallies. I just, I don't know. And they got plenty of them too. Yeah. Um, I wonder, like, I wonder, I think that the Celtics are going to, like, mix up how they defend him, which is going to be fun to watch. Like, is Smart going to get some of them and get up in his shit? And I think Smart can play physical with him. 
And then I think that Tatum's length would give him problems. Um, just shooting over that, it's like another, you know, probably two inches when he gets his arms extended. And then Jalen is also like, I feel like Jason, I don't know if you guys have seen the highlight of, J- of, of Steph Curry mocking Jalen Brown in the second year in the NBA, but yeah. he like mocks him bad. And uh, I still think it eats at Jalen Brown big time. And I think that he's holding on to that. And like when you watch him play, I mean, they've ate up Golden State. And now I hate when people say that, but like that Golden State hasn't played like full health in the regular season against the Celtics. Well, they were one and one this year against each other. Are you, were they? Yeah. I, and I just know that since Steve Kerr has been there, they've, it's four and eight. Like that's his only losing record, and he's four and eight. And since Steve Kerr has been there, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that. Jalen Brown's still holding on to that, and he plays really well against them. I well, I'm and I'm gonna say this. I I'm gonna go on to them and say, you know, it's yeah, I said Celtics and six. I'm not even sure I watch a single one of these fucking games. The whole thing. Nine this p.m. Nine o'clock. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Eight, eight nine o'clock, o'clock on, on Sunday. Oh okay. Oh Jesus Christ. Eight um, o'clock on Sunday. It's an hour. It's an hour, but they're also playing the games on at fucking nine o'clock when they're in Boston. And you know what though the the start time's not right. Like the eight thirty was always oh. never before eight forty five. Like that's yeah, brutal. Yeah. I feel like when that's the NFL I mean. says one hundred five kickoff, that fucking ball is in the air at one hundred five. I give him credit for that. But I, the NBA I says eight thirty and it's eight forty five. Do you think? Okay, I understand. I listen. I always get why they do it. Okay, there's a team on. There's a team in California. They don't want to start the game at eight o'clock Eastern time because. People not getting home from work and all this other bullshit on the West Coast. I get it. But there has to be somewhat of a, like, the, the casual fan or the, the people on the East Coast who don't really have a dog in the fight may not really care about it. I just feel like a lot of people will be like, I'm not staying up till fucking 1230 to watch a basketball game. I'm not mm-hmm. doing it. Like, I feel like, they, they, like, I understand, like, viewership and shit for the people on the West Coast. But I feel like there's a lot of people on the East Coast who are like, I'm not fucking staying up to watch this. Yeah, I could easily see that. Uh, The scuttlebutt around work is that the company is going to do the whole raffling off of game three for the tickets, for the four tickets, game three. And I think they're probably doing it solely because who the fuck wants to go to a game at 9 p.m. on Wednesday night? (laughs) You know what I mean? I'd give my left knot. Yeah, I think tickets are um, like, Back against the wall, like six, seven hundred bucks or now, something like that. Yeah. I, I think in Golden State they're even more expensive. Are they? Yeah, it's absurd. So they always yeah. have the highest prices. Um, I gotta pay for that money. brand new. Gotta pay for that brand new arena too. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I think it's pretty sweet. Well, all right. That's uh, an interesting take, dude. A sweet man. <laughs> That's an aggressive take. Well, I wanted to bring up. I got the Heat and the uh, Heat Celtics right. Um, maybe maybe we'll go that 2-0. So, although the chance of me getting two right. things in a right in a row is fucking got to be less than 1%. Hold on a second. You got the Heat Celtics right when we predicted after Dirk game, before five. Game five? Was that a game? Was oh, that, no, I thought so we did I, a prediction like to start the well, series, though. No, I don't think we did. We did. I think we did. I think we did. We I did? We and I'm pretty sure, yeah. And I'm pretty sure I I think Kev took Heat seven. I think you and I took Celtics in seven. But when we got to game before game five, I changed mine and said game six. I thought the Celtics oh. went back to back. 
Yeah, probably right. I, I, don't, I know. don't know. I can't I, I remember what I did had for lunch yesterday. Oh. So um, all I know is I did pick the Celtics. And you know what? I don't care if the Celtics do it in four or seven or six or whatever. I just know that the more games it goes to, the the more my stress levels are going to be mm-hmm. too high. So I, for my own benefit, I'm picking them in four. There you, there you go. go. Keep that stress down. Yes. So you gotta look out for look out for yourself. Gotta look out for numero uno so we can win a championship. God damn it. <laughs> oh god. Let's uh mm-hmm. let's I I because I, I don't want to miss this, but let's do the Jock Peterson and uh and uh what's his Tommy Fam. Tommy Fam. Uh, I guess they have a fantasy football league. It's high stakes. Um we're learning now that Mike Trout is the commissioner, so Ten thousand uh, dollar buy-in, right? That's what it is. Ten thousand, I think, yeah. the buy-in. To be honest with you, I kind of thought these guys would be paying more for a fantasy football league, though. Like, I feel like their budget compared to my budget, that's like me paying like five bucks. I don't know. Dude. How much do you pay for your league? My football, hundred. Oh, you do? Yeah. And if it wasn't for Cole, we'd be up to one hundred fifty. But Cole almost cried. Hmm. And he probably has more money than all of us. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably why. <laughs> that's probably why. But, um, yeah. Uh, but anyways, high stakes league. Um, I guess there was an issue with the waivers and how, uh, was it? Jock Peterson. I think it was, IR. it was with IRs. Yes, he was putting was guys on the IR so he could stash them and not like have to drop them. And picking other guys up to play, and Fam didn't like it apparently. But they said in their league they have a rule. I don't know if this because this they play an ESPN. I don't know. I usually always play Yahoo. I think, but their ESPN there's a rule they have where if a guy's just out for the game, not even on the IR, you can you can allow to put him in the IR. So like say if like Brady's out because he has a sore you know arm, he's just out. He's not in the IR. You can still put him there. And so that's what that's what uh, Peterson did. And so why what was Fam so butthurt about that? <laughs> well, know. no, Fam got really hurt because he called him out for it, and then uh, and then Peterson put up a meme of how oh, the Padres right. always struggle um, come like the playoff time, and he took exception to it, which it makes That's it right. so much funnier. Um, and it, it's funny because when it first came out, everybody was like Team Fam, uh, and I don't know where you guys stand. But I'm definitely on Jock, on Jock Peterson, and the way Peterson's handled it is abs. Like, Love I, it. I can't Love stop it. laughing at it. Like he is so calm and so like uh, just yeah, like I going through what happened and like just talking you through it and like how ridiculous it is. And then like it's almost comical the way he's so calm. Um, it makes me love it, and and it, it sounds like he was like in in the right. It's like one of the most in-depth conversations I feel like we or answers we've ever no got doubt. from an athlete from anything. Any any questions I've ever been asked like yeah. it was like a 3 or 4 minute long uh answer he gave and uh I love it. I I am team Peterson except I think his hair is absurd. <laughs> but I mean I am team Peterson. <laughs> it's absurd. It is I can't say I can't talk about anybody's hair but it, it's pretty bad. I mean, Almost as bad as mine right now. Yeah, I mean, I know not to frost my Here tips. Friday. But... Hi, do you? I did it once in eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, um, but 
taking shots at a commissioner. We don't need to do that, dude. It's, I mean, come on. Trout's not getting paid to do that. You know what I mean? There's no need for him to be getting taken shots at. No, I think he was joking. I think it was from what I read. You think Fam was was joking? Yeah, it was just a joke. Even like they even said it after. Um, but Trout's like, I don't want to be in the middle of it. Like I'm pissed off that I'm even in the middle of this. Exactly. I'm in the middle of a baseball season. I could care too. Like I don't give a shit about this. Like I do it for fun. And especially ten thousand dollars to Mike Trout is like literally a dollar to the normal human being. So the um, last place penalty for that league. You see it? No. You got to pay an additional ten thousand dollars. Yes. Oh, 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 I love it. Yes. I don't know if the I don't know if the money goes to the champion or whatnot, but yeah. Well, I wonder if Tommy Fan just like quit the league because it sounds like he did. I think he left, he? so he would have to pay it. But he left the league, so mm-hmm. maybe Trout's mad at that too. So maybe Trout will ask his pitcher, well, have Syndergaard do it because that guy can't throw a fucking strike. Throw at his head. Yeah. So fam, like, I mean, fam's clearly got some like temper issues, right? Well, I mean, he slapped the guy issues. over fantasy football. Well, right, and then didn't he issues. like he might he got stabbed like once or twice, right? So I'm sure he like got in a fight with somebody, he got pissed off about something stupid, and somebody was like, mm-hmm. "I'm gonna stab you." Mm-hmm. So maybe fam should look him look in the mirror and be like, "Maybe I need to calm the fuck down." That sounds like a guy you just don't want in your league. No. Oh, it sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Well, maybe, what if he what if he traded a lot? Oh, then absolutely bring him back. Yeah. <laughs> good for the league. Yeah, it's good really for good for the league. Yeah. It really is. Shit. I feel like I gotta, into, like, a, I gotta get into a football league, dude. Sure, if you ever have any openings, uh, you know, I think I was in that league originally, wasn't I? Uh, yes, you were. We all were. Mm-hmm. And then like it just disappeared and it got bad for a couple of years. And then now it's just really stout. We're going to have to do, I've already like, I think we've already kind of discussed it, but we got to do like a live show from our draft because it is like, you guys will have to run it because I got to be focused, laser focused in on my picks. Um, I I finished 11th last year. I think the reason I stopped doing it is because FanDuel was like starting to become big. Yes. And now I fucking hate FanDuel because I'm just awful at that. Um, And so that's probably, I think, why I stopped playing it. I think I... I could be wrong, but I, well, no, I'm not wrong with Shores. I know that, but I, I was in two leagues, two keeper leagues. I was in Shores and then I was in news. And I think a one year I just got like fucking bullshit lucky. I won both leagues and I was like, I'm going out on top. Fuck it. I'm done. I'm not doing fantasy football anymore. Quit both. I, well, I know, I know I did. I know I won Shores and I quit, but I don't news. I, now that I think of it, maybe I didn't, but I just, I cold cut them both out. I'm like, don't want to do them anymore. I just, for me, like when I'm, when I'm watching football on Sunday, especially if I'm watching like a Patriots game and they're playing, I'm just saying whatever, they're playing the Packers and I have Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. I hate cheering for him to do well. I fucking can't stand it. And I just got to the point where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I just don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that like last year I had a pick and, and, and I am typically a quarterback first guy. Um, cause it's a two quarterback league. So getting two quarterbacks that are good in a high quarterback scoring league is important. Um, I didn't want, um, Josh Allen just because it's bills. And, um, I think I actually went with Dak Prescott. So, uh, idiot, Yikes. just, a, just, Yikes. just idiotic, 
Uh, I I didn't want no. I actually went with Zeke, so I actually did go with that's what it was. I went with actually a running back instead of Josh Allen. I went with Zeke. Was able to to deal Zeke, but uh, would have loved to have Josh Allen. And uh, can't let that get in your just like in your way of making picks. And I did it in the first round. Speaking of Josh Allen, you guys watching any of this golf match? Uh, yeah, I've been watching it. I haven't been watching the last couple holes. I started off watching it, and it's good to know that these guys can absolutely smash the ball, but have no idea where the fuck it's going. Mm-hmm. I, it's probably one of his fucking companies, but I think my favorite part of the entire thing is that Brady is just wearing a shirt that just says Brady embroidered like on it. Like, how hilarious would it be if you show up this weekend and it just says Sherry across like, your shirt? <laughs> so much swag, dude. That'd He's be got so his own. Cool. I'm sure. I'm sure by the end of like the match, it's gonna be called like because he's been in like so many of them, right? So it's gonna be oh, like yeah. he's gonna sponsor the some of these, and it's I, gonna be like people all wearing his shit. And... I got it on right now. I sw- I swear that Josh Allen has hit like five people today in the. Oh in the my gallery. god! Did you see him hit that guy? The hair. The guy's head was shaking for like yep. fucking two hours. I think he got someone in the head him. earlier too. Um, I haven't watched a single second no. of it. I was watching the game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, um, and then I came downstairs, so I I don't have it on. They're doing something in this. And it's probably because none of these guys are like like Mahomes is decent, but um, there's a term for this kind of play where both guys drive. You use where the drive is. Whoever has the best drive, you use their drive. But then you hit yeah. your shots from there on out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I've heard of Which it before. I love. By the way, yeah. I like the setup. Yeah, I do too. And then they take what the lowest score from. Yep, best ball. Yes. But you play you play your own second shot, your own third shot, your own fourth shot, yeah. basically. Yeah. But you take the best drive. So like on a yeah. part three, it works out really well. If someone can stick it close to the green, then you both right. get you know a a two a birdie putt. Yeah. I, I, it seems like, um, from the first like three holes that I watched that Josh Allen's personality doesn't quite fit or he doesn't know. I I wouldn't say quite fit. He's younger and like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure he's fucking nervous as hell, but like Brady's out there literally just shooting the shit, like talking mid backstroke, like, uh, and then like Mahomes is obviously just a big personality too. And like handling it great. Roger's got so many jokes. He's cracking like mid game, but, um, it, I, I just think it's awesome that these guys are able to do this and like the pressure that they're on and like see them like struggle and like laugh about it is it's been it's been fun. And then did you see the first hole? Did you watch when they like first started and they couldn't mm-hmm. find Brady and like they were like all like up there announcing the guys and then Brady was nowhere to be found. He was like on like the second hole, like driving his cart all the way up. It was nuts. Dude, those carts <laughs> absolutely whip. Oh my god, I couldn't believe how fast he got up the course. He was just ripping up the fairway. When he finally got there, and then oh my god, they're like, "Yeah, it's Brady. We we whatever. We're waiting on him." I, I I never thought that I would actually these words that would these words would come out of my mouth. But I'm so sick and tired of Brady and his all his fucking fake videos on social media. Mm, I yeah, fucking I don't like it either. Yeah. Like when he starts doing the one where he's like throwing the ball into the jugs machine and then it's throwing it back. And then this whole fucking whole holing out, hole in one thing. I'm just like over it. I, I, I get it. Like he's trying to do like advertisement for his like Brady brand shit. Cause if you go to the video, it's like, but I just, I'm just, I'm just so sick of the fucking fake videos that he's doing. It's just, it's just fucking annoying. 
Uh, do you guys think that for this upcoming season, there is a quarterback you'd rather have than these one these four? Well, these uh, these are top four quarterbacks you'd want going into just one season. We're not talking a dynasty. We're not talking like starting an organization over. Like just this year, trying to win a Super Bowl. With is there a quarterback that cracks it over one of these four golfing today? The, I'm trying to think of one in the closest thing for me, and I just you want to see him take another step, but I think he's fucking really, really good. Is Herbert? Yep. I don't think he's there. I don't. He's not on either end of these four levels, but I think he's got to be the closest. As far as like a and so, so, talent standpoint. So say say if it was say if you put Herbert in there, would you who would you knock out? Honestly, I, I I'd probably say Rogers because he just can't win big games. Yeah, it doesn't win playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I know Allen hasn't either, but I think Allen Allen may He's be so the young. best quarterback in the NFL. And yeah, I just I've, think like I Allen might be the most talented quarterback in the NFL. I yeah. couldn't believe these these two standing next to each other in golf clothes. How much bigger Josh Allen is than the rest of all these guys? He is a good two to three inches taller than even Mahomes, and his waist has got to be eight inches bigger than these guys mm-hmm. it's incredible uh, yeah. how big he is but I, I would say um uh talent wise there's a few guys like i would take over raw uh, take over brady obviously that's uh like kyler's more talented i think matt stafford's probably more talented and, and herbert for sure but uh, i think if you're just winning a game going to the playoffs i think these are the four guys you'd want yeah i think so too yeah i mean like obviously you, you like with brady being as like what is brady now 45 is that all he is I think he'll be. Yeah, he'll be 45 in August. 45? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna doubt him until he just retires for good. But yep. like, does is Burrow even crack even get close to you guys? I forgot about Burrow. There's no doubt, uh, Burrow is. Here. Burrow's, yeah, no Burrow's Burrow's over Hebert for me. Burrow's a fight. Oh, really? Burrow's like, yeah. Is it Hebert or Herbert? Herbert, I don't know, Hebert, yeah. Herbert. I yeah. say Herbert, but I yeah. know, uh, yeah, I forgot about Burrow. Burrow, I think if Burrow like had an offensive line, he probably wins the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean the fucking the Sid, the bank he got sacked so goddamn much for a for a for a team that went yeah. to the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. And he's just got the he might have the best receiver in football too, which is fucking not fair either. Yep. It's good. Did you see the video? There was a, there's a, I'll see if I can find it and send it to you guys if you haven't seen it. It was a picture of Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, and Jalen Waddle, maybe, standing next to each other, like in workout clothes. The sheer size difference of like J- uh, Jamar Chase's fucking lower half to those other two is astonishing. Back. Yeah, it's unfucking believable. He's a he's just a fucking beast. Yeah, I could picture Devonta Smith and Waddle being tiny. Smith is like, super tiny. Oh, yeah, yeah, Devonta Smith really. Yeah, but it was oh no, it was uh, the guy they just took. Uh, I think it was the uh, no, 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 the guy the Lions just took. Jameson Williams might have been him. Not yeah, because they're all yeah. Oh, guess they're not all there. Yeah, it was um, it's pretty ridiculous. So one thing about this uh, golf thing that's kind of weird is that they're doing uh match play obviously but they're only doing 12 holes yeah i saw that too. They go, I, I think that's all they've ever done it's so strange 
I think part of it is because there's a lot of like, there's some golfers that have like come out and said like, not some like Brooks Kepke one particular, he says 18 is too many. And like they, they, somebody's asked him like, what's, what's the perfect number. And he's like, I don't know, 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's, they, they, they do 12 to keep people involved like and interested in it for the whole thing instead of like some people be like, ah, I'm sick and tired of watching this. I'm fucking going to switch it. Yeah. And I think 12 is like perfect for like the things they're doing, like closest to the pin um, on some holes, like you bring away a hundred thousand. If you do it within five hundred five feet, it's 500,000. If you get a hole in one, it's a million for your, whoever's charity um, longest drive has to be in the fairway. Like, I think there's like, there it's like 12 is a perfect amount for the, like the fun things they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. They showed us they showed a stat earlier and they're talking about how in Brady's NFL career, he's only lost three games in a row one time. I think it was like 2010, maybe I can't remember. I, I can't remember the number, but he's done it one time in his career and he's lost. He's 0-2 in the match. So this would be as, you know, a, a three <laughs> losses in a row with this. But I, I think they are squared up right now through 10. So I think you're right. Um. Do you guys think on Saturday we'll have a closest to the pin that's like a hundred thousand? Hmm. Yeah. So this little golf thing that we started, um, it started in my football chat. Um, and then there's only so many guys, but now like those guys are playing golf because we're playing golf and having fun and like like Cole and Nick and those guys have all jumped into it. Um obviously I invited you guys. And, you know, like Kev's got this awesome spreadsheet going. Um, it's getting big. Like, I feel like the list um, of people wanting to get into it is bigger. We're trying to do it like once a month or like right around, you know, a month or month mark or so. Um, we have 16 guys. And I know for a fact there's been like more people that have asked me like, hey, can I get on on this? Mm-hmm. So, um it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. I don't know if like there's something we can do. Um, we are doing whoever wins gets to join the pod. So um, we'll have like a special episode where we get them on and find a time for them and then like have them do like a draft with us too. Cause I think that's what, what's a ton of fun, but um, we are going to spring meadows in gray Maine. I think that uh, have you guys, have you guys played there? Cool. I have played right. there. I yeah, I played. Them. Yeah, I played there a handful of times. Yeah. It's a nice course. It is. Difficulty. Where am I looking? Um. I feel like there's some tricky holes, man. Really? There's some tricky holes, but I don't. There's some tricky holes for sure. But I, I don't believe it's super tight. Let's just oh, say that. Like, oh, I man. think I don't think it's not like you can spray a little bit. On some holes, on some if there's like on what you used to talk about that par five G that goes back towards that. I think it's number two. I think it's number two. Is it two or three? Yeah, maybe it's three. It's two or three. It's one of the first couple. Yeah. Ah, uh, you really don't have much leeway either direction because there's like you fucking hit the ball through a swamp. You just have landing zones. Oh yeah. Um, number number one, really, I I got to admit, number one, you got a pond on the right, so. That's not that's not the best driving hole um, to start off with. But I think for the rest of the front, it's not that bad, if my mind serves me correct. Um, 
But you can. I think the back's a little more open than the front is. You can spray a little bit more in the back. There's but one nice hole. Um, I don't know which one it is. It's a par three. It's like insane to me. Like I, I played it at a scramble. I feel like the it was playing like close to like 190, 200, and there's a huge ravine in between the tee boxes and the green. And then like where the pin placement is, it's like a really thin part of the green. It's it's. I just remember this, this part three sticks out. I couldn't even tell you if it's in the front or back. I couldn't tell you. I think I was drinking a lot it, that day. But uh, gee, is is it the one? Is it the one that's got like the huge steep bank right behind the green? Oh, going up the hill, a steep bank up. Yeah. Yes. So that is number six or seven, I think, on the front. I believe well, if it's it is six. I guess it's only 150 yards, but I thought it was a lot longer than that. There's two par four. There's two par threes on the front. There's just like a regular normal one, which I think is number four. And then that one is either six or seven. Yeah, I think it is and six then. It's only 150 then yards, I, but I remember playing. It seemed like it was a lot longer, but it's that was a oh, tricky one. Yeah, you know, it is. It's, it's a nasty. Uh, it's a weird green because you look at it and you you think looking from the tee box the green's a lot bigger than it actually is. Mm-hmm. It's a fun course though. I I, I like uh, I like Spring Meadows. They always do. It's every time I played it, it's always one of the best like manicured courses that I feel like in the state. They always do a hell of a job keeping up with it. So um, it'll be it'll be a fun day. So I got <clears throat> we got eight teams. Um, I'll just. I'm going to spit these out real quick. These are the Shory power rankings going into it. Um, just, just so you can hear it. But um, I got Puya Gov at number one. I got Keith and Whitey um, as number two. I've got OJ Shory defending champs at three. Uh, I think Ruff and Goler at four. Um, I would say uh, Lonnie and Jeff at five. <laughs> You don't even Gage. fucking know who they are. <laughs> yeah, but that's like, and I don't think that they handicaps that bad. So I think like, you know, uh, KG and Nick at uh, six. I uh, Stairs and Cole, I don't think Cole hits very well at the T. I think he's seven. I got Kerr, who thought he was Tiger Woods, and Brody <laughs> at, at eight. He's already trying to change his handicap. Kerr, I know you're listening to this. Uh, my bad guy, but you're locked in. Um, we'll find out what your handicap is for next time. What do you guys think about me texting the the, the chat that we do ten bucks uh, a player and winner takes all? I'm fine with it. You think yeah. that makes it like a little bit more fun just for the winning team, or you know, I think we just do we keep it just fun and like. Uh... No, I'm. I'm fine Listen. with it. Okay, I'm gonna text everybody. Actually, I think. I how about we do this? It I mean, basically yeah, gets you a free round because you it's guys like have seventy bucks net. For each player, so. Yeah. Well, what I was gonna say is, what if we do? We text the group. Ten bucks per person. The winning team takes it all. Whoever comes in last, that team needs to buy the round of beers after the after the after the round. Yeah, I can put that. Yeah, that's that. And if yeah. nobody wants to do it, that's fine. Well, I'm sure we'll somebody will fucking do it, but just a thought. You know what? It's going up now, so um, I love it. I'll I'll wait to send it, but uh, I'm excited for this. Uh, I've been I've been getting in some rounds, and uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, I think that 
some people were a little over the head. I think some people were a little, little below, but it'll, it'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to play. So. No, it's. it's oh, can I? I wonder say by the one, end of summer if we'll have like like thirty, like twenty. I know. I think we'll have. You know, I, I'm not. I know this is gonna sound crazy, and it's like sometimes like this year it'd obviously be too soon because I think there's a lot of planning involved in it. <laughs> but we need to like just like next year find a course and do like a BDB charity yeah. scramble. Just find us, just legit find us no like a charity do and like do like a scramble and and um raise some money for something. I don't know. We can figure it out, I'm sure. Yeah. I want to say one thing about the match real quick. So I think I love that they have Barkley as one of the announcers. I, I think Barkley oh, is so absolute funny. gold. But it's great that if they they give um, they allow the guys to do mulligans. But in order to do a mulligan, you need to um, take a football and they have a huge like head, a huge cutout head of Barkley, and they have to the quarterback has to throw it and try to hit the cutout of Barkley. If they hit it, <laughs> then then they get the they get the mulligan, dude. And uh, Josh Allen took one earlier, and he the best is the guy holding it is the State Farm dude there on the commercials. Like, remember his name, but uh, yeah, he hit it. And I don't know, Barkley's just everything he says is gold. So, no, he's so fucking funny. Uh, That's good stuff. Um, I mean, there's, I can't believe, not is there a worse feeling than going into your fantasy week and you already lose both your matchups or your matchup by like Tuesday? Like say if in fantasy football sometimes like Thursday. What are you doing here? What are you What are you doing? What are you doing? What Josh Allen goes for four touchdowns. Shut the fuck up! I don't want to listen to you. <laughs> with you Steph fucking morons. And then all, all my favorite part is like, dude, I can't check my fantasy team. I can't do it. I can't make lineup changes. Oh and the fucking morons making like ad drops on Sunday morning, not just at one time, at two different times. You fucking pigeon. Shut the fuck up. But is there a better feeling than knowing you're going to lose, but you're like, how the fuck did I just pull out that fucking win? No, well. No better feeling. You shouldn't question how you're going to fucking pull out a win against my fucking fucking double A team. I was shocked when I saw that you won. I didn't. I didn't like look at the matchup at all during the week. I just looked at the score. I didn't look at like the, how close well, the uh, stats were. But I was really shocked. was I. I had him most of the week, and then I think you hit like six homers or something on fucking Sunday. Your team went nuts. Wow, that's pretty standard. They do it. <clears throat> well, it's not, but not for one day. It's pretty standard for a Sunday. Oh my um, Christ. But yeah, no change at the top, dude. Top three teams all one and one last yeah, week. Yeah, one and one. I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rory had a hell of a week. Holy moly. Um, I just wanted to get that out there. In all honesty, though, like I mean, I know I was like kind of joking around with Fagola because I was playing him. But like, have you ever been in like a matchup like fantasy football? Like I said, Josh, you're going against like Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, right? And and Josh Allen is playing like the Dolphins and goes five touchdowns and then like double dips twice with with Steph Diggs and you're like already over by. Thursday night, it's the worst. It's like oh, you can't I, even yeah, like yeah. enjoy fantasy football for that all of that Sunday because you are or or say you have like a quarterback and he gets hurt in the first quarter and like you already know yeah. you just can't do it. No, so it no, sucks, dude. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm with you. Shitty feeling. Um, you guys got anything else? Uh, what else do we have to talk about? It feels good to be back, dude. It was a, we had a little break there, a little Memorial yep. Day vacation break, and little little Kimmy. Happy birthday to Kimmy too. Uh, yep. You yep. know, sure. and um, yeah, it's fun to be back though. Yeah, I don't know. Do we have? Is there anything else that happened? 
major? Um, the only thing I, I could think of in the Shory household is that my my little man has found his unit. Uh, we were in the back <laughs> the other day, and we'll tug on that thing. And I look, and he's over there, and I uh, I was like, hey, hey, Bo, what are you doing? And uh, whoa, I found my unit. Yep. <laughs> uh, we don't have to go into this deep, but real quick, what do you guys think of DJ going to the Saudi League? I, you know what? I think if any of these, like I say, superstars in the PGA Tour left, I think this is the one that doesn't matter at all. Of the superstars? I, yeah, I think if like, truthfully, the way things are now, like I think if Rory obviously Tiger, if Justin Thomas, I don't think that DJ's as liked as some mm-hmm. of these other guys. So I don't think it matters. And I, and I think that kind of DJ's always been that. I don't want to say I, I like DJ. I have no issue with him, but he always, he always comes off as that kind of a douchey guy anyway. Yeah. And I think that at this point, he's, I don't think he gives a fuck about winning tournaments. I think all he cares about is the money. If, and I thought I heard something that they gave him like 125 fucking million dollars to do this. So I think that's all it's about. Um, I could give two shits that DJ DJ went. If it was some of these other guys, I'd be like, holy fuck, maybe um, it'd be a problem. But I mean, you look at DJ and the rest of the guys on the tour that went. Nobody gives a fuck about Sergio Garcia anymore. Everybody hates Ian Poulter anyway. Mm-hmm. Who stays in. It's a bunch of fucking really no-name golfers that are going other than DJ, and I just really don't think it's – I don't know. I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think the tour it will be affected by DJ leaving. Let's just say that. If yeah. if he's, if he doesn't play on the tour. Yeah, I agree. And, like, the, the people who have agreed to play in it, like you just listed a few, like, those are legit the best players that are playing in it. DJ is going to have a very good chance of winning every single tournament. I think they have like eight tournaments. Maybe he has a good chance of, of, of winning all of these and the payouts for winning them all are like 5 million plus on all of them. So I think they said that, so he's going to get like over a hundred plus just for signing onto it. And then he has a chance of winning an extra 60 million, basically if he like finishes like top five in all of these tournaments or, you know, so right. He's definitely set himself up for the future, and I think that's all he really cares about. I don't think he gives a shit about anything else. No, and I, I agree. And I think and what's what's interesting, too, though, about this whole thing is DJ won't be able to play on the PGA Tour. However, the Masters, U.S. Open, and British Opens are not affiliated with the PGA Tour. They're tour events, but they're run by a different governing body. So... He he won the Masters, so he can play in the Masters every single fucking year the rest of his life if he wants to. Mm-hmm. In the U.S. Open and British Open, all he has to do is like he can go into a qualifier the week before, and as long as he qualifies, he can play in it. So this, this, some of these major championships, he's still going to be able to play in. The yep. only one he won't is the PGA the PGA Championship because it's run by the PGA of America. Um, and I, they said too that these guys, if there's no cuts, there's three rounds, no cuts. Everybody finishes. If you finish dead fucking last in every single tournament, they play 10 tournaments, it's $3 million. It's $300,000 for last place. I need to get invited. Mm -hmm. So I I do think that by DJ leaving and some of these guys, I say leaving, some of these guys going to do this, 
I believe that the tour is going to have to respond somehow, and it, whether it's increased purses or whatever. They're never going to get to these levels because they just don't. Oh, well, maybe the PGA does have the money. That, well, not the money that these fucking no. Saudi scumbag billionaires have. But um, I just, I don't know. I saw the news and I was just like, it's DJ. I like, I think DJ is a really, really good fucking golfer. And I think sometimes when he's on his game, he's the best player in the world. But for whatever reason, I'm like, I don't think it matters that he's like, he's jumping ship. I just don't. There's, there's 10, 12, 15 other guys that I would be like, holy fuck, if they left, this is a lot worse for the tour, my opinion. It, it, the only thing that I would have to say is, like, you start with some, and we'll see where it goes from there. Like, will they be able to get more and more? But there's somewhere you got to start if you're a Saudi league, and uh, to be able to pull a handful of guys, it, you never know. Like, it, it takes that one guy like Rory or somebody like that where you're just paying pocket change for these guys um, and you bring them in. And I don't think, I, I feel like the PGA is such like an old person run group that they're not going to like change how they've been doing things and think like what they're doing is right. So I don't know. I don't Maybe know. they know. No, oh, go ahead. I was say, I don't know if this is going to count towards his career earnings, but Tiger Woods has the most career earnings in the history of the PGA, and it's 120 million. Obviously, that does not include endorsements and whatnot. 120 million, and Dustin Johnson right now is at 71. So, attack on another 100, he's going to be up to 171 million dollars. Yeah, and I, so. I and I think that's what it is with DJ. It's 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 all about the money. I don't think he gives two flying fucks whether he wins tournaments or not. I mean, that's because so much I'm money sorry, that you like, have to. Like, yeah, yeah. If you're him, you kind of have to. That's so much money. It's insane. No, no, I no, it is. And I'm what I'm saying is it's not about winning tournaments at this point because you look at the field, there's 43 guys in there, and none of them are fit. I mean, DJ is head in fucking shoulders, the best guy in that field. Mm-hmm. So DJ playing his B game is probably gonna be the best golfer in the fucking tournament every single week or every single tournament. So it's obviously to him it's he doesn't give a fuck if he wins. To wins the tournament, well, I think he does because of the money. He but if they gave him hundred, if they give him one hundred twenty-five million, who gives a fuck? Like I, I don't know. I just, like I said, it's it's DJ, one of the best golfers in the world. But I just don't think it affects the PGA ratings at all. Yeah, I don't. No, I agree. Interesting. Um. Okay, I think I've said interesting uh, minimum of 10 times. This well, it was so, an interesting episode, dude. Uh, my goal for the next episode will be not to say it once. So if I do, I will have a drink and uh, maybe like a shot. Um, okay, well, we got to talk about something here, too. Okay. Sunday. Oh, yeah. Well, can we can we find a way to do it in the morning, maybe? I or can, can we definitely. record... Uh, maybe we can record, uh, maybe we, are you guys going to go to lunch? I don't know yet. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yet, yeah. Um, that we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out though, but like, we'll either, we're either going to do, we're not going to do after the game. It's just way too fucking late. So we're either going to do morning before the game, um, Saturday night. Um, we'll find a way, maybe we'll do it golfing. Um, maybe, you know, <laughs> who knows, who knows? Do it on the course. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. Like, if we do, like, if we can find a way to get this BDB um, 
golf scramble going next year. Like we maybe we find us three and one other person golf first, and once we're done, we like literally set up in the like back of eighteen and and how cool would that be to like have the podcast going as everyone That'd else be incredible. Um, so well, what would be a riot is is if we were just we we finished and we just drove around the course and like narrated shit but we'll, we'll cross that bridge we'll cross that bridge when the time comes yeah yep and then like they have to like bring their scorecard into us and and we'll we'll talk about it with them as it yeah. finishes up so that'd be co- that'd be great um but so we got to figure things out when uh we got to figure out one for for Sunday, because obviously we're not going to record on the game. We're not going to record after the game. we got to figure out a way to do before the game. we got to talk about game one. Um, but we'll get that for you. We'll have something for you uh, Monday morning as well. So thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. We have been a little boring on those. So uh, I challenge myself. I challenge uh, mostly for Golo. I think he runs most of our Instagram. So we have got to get a little bit more active yeah. on there. Um, we're going to try to do that for this week. Um, so just, just be patient with us. We have like our lives that we deal with every day. Um, so like running like an Instagram or or a Twitter account, um, for our podcast gets a little bit on behind schedule. So we'll get better at it. We'll get better at it. Follow, make sure you like our stuff and, and, uh, follow, I mean, what is it? Uh, subscribe, subscribe to our podcast. Subscribe. Like it. Yeah. Um, exactly. But thank you. Um, we love you guys. Peace. Thanks, guys. Yeah.